Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Shoot360. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas-Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a one-of-a-kind video game-like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one-hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. With all the players that you've had, um, at your programs, you've probably had a lot of coaches go through what well, you know, I mean, you just talked about Roy Williams coming through uh, the gym and helping you sweep. And but being around all of those leaders, you probably got to pick up on some of the characteristics that make them special. Uh, what's one quality that you see in great leaders? Well, great leaders are focused. I mean, I've been real fortunate. We had two two of our kids played for Coach K at Duke and I got to be around him quite a bit. In fact, we even got to practice on Duke's floor when we played in the uh, OT Holiday Classic. But a little side story, we, we play at the, the school in Raleigh. It's a it's a public school, but it's kind of like a private institution. It was called the, and I can't remember, Peabody School or something like that. But that's where they had the tournament. And out front in the foyer was a shrine, a huge shrine, to Pete Maravich, who played there in high school. Oh. So I took my kids out there. I took my kids out there. I said, guys, this is Pete Maravich. And one of the kids looked at me and said, who's that, coach? No, they they have to know who Pete is. Oh. They were more impressed. There was a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it was two-story. It was a two-story Chick-fil-A. And you'd order and your stuff would come up on a dumbwaiter. They were more impressed with that. Man, Pistol Pete was one of my, well, one of my favorite players of all time, but a huge influence on me with his homework basketball videos. I mean, that that's really where I learned kind of a love of skill work was from him. No better. No one better. I mean, oh, my goodness. I mean, let's face it. If he was playing with a three-point line. <laughs> Averaged over 50 points a game if that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Who were some of those? So you mentioned focus. Who were some of those leaders or, or coaches that you can think of that man kind of really blew you away in that area? Um, Pat Summit, um, Rick Patino. Uh, growing up, of course, outside of outside of Orville in Akron, and Bob Knight, of course. Um, you know. You, you saw a lot of guys that that were really, really focused and had a had. You see, it seemed like they had a handle on everything. Hmm. Uh, you, you know, but it's just it's it's all it's all a little bit different now with the, the media and the the uh, the stuff that you all have to go through. I I don't the nil stuff. Oof, I don't want to touch that. Me neither. Yeah, and I it. it you know, a lot of those things that there are still some places where you don't have to deal with some of the headaches that at, at bigger schools, you know, like at Great Grapevine Faith Christian School, it's a small 5A private school where yeah, it, it's a little simpler here. And so there, there is that piece uh, that comes from 
just really not having to mess with some of those like some of those things like that for sure. Um, I would imagine that those those names that you mentioned that mo- majority of people, I mean, uh, for some for good reasons now, but uh, in their lifetime they've never had the opportunity to be around them. But I would imagine the focus that they were able to have comes from the organization that you talked about with daily habits. Like I think those two things go hand in hand, right? Oh yes, oh yes. I mean you you've got to you've got to have order in your life if you want order on your on the court. And you know it means getting up early and um, you know mapping out the day, mapping out what what all needs to be done, and then uh, you know contacting those those people, contacting those coaches and or the kids. Um, and let them know, hey, this is how, you know, this is what I need everyone to be, and this is where I need you, what you to do and everything. Did you ever know Coach Fitch over at Birdville High School? He was there for a long time, but I, it, it's, there's a chance you guys never crossed paths. I, I did not. We did not ever. Uh, we When I was at Kimball, we were in the Holton tournament every year. And uh, then when I got to South Oak Cliff, uh, we never – Really went over there too much. Well, the reason I bring him up is uh, he he had been at Birdville for twenty some years, and he just recently retired. And we we're we we're talking about some of these questions, and the favorite culture building activity came up, and and he just made a comment about that word culture. He's like, you just hear it all the time now, but he said, you know, twenty thirty years ago, we never used that word, that word that, but we all had it. Like there's standards, the the pillars, the ways that you show up. So. What were some of the things that you did to help build that culture in in the programs that you had? I always took the kids to church with me. Of course, the bottom line was we had to feed them afterwards. <laughs> That's the trade off. <laughs> you know, my wife is Italian, and she's a great cook. Great cook, uh, and I can remember us having like fourteen kids at our house. And one of them was Evan Washington, who went on to be the left tackle at LSU. And she made, she made like 12 pounds of spaghetti. And like, like two different desserts, salad, you know. And I can remember sitting there and all 14 kids, I mean, you couldn't hear, a, you could have heard, heard a pin drop. They were just, they were just eating. That's all they were doing. And when they got done, everything was gone. And I do mean everything. And, uh, but, you know, I wouldn't feed them unless, uh, unless they went to church. So how was that? How, how was that with the, the parents? Like, were they all pretty receptive to that? Because I, I love the idea. And at a private Christian school, that it wouldn't be that hard. I mean, the, the only thing, the only pushback I would get is it interfere with them going to church, most likely. But at a public school, and and I know I I understand things have changed and it, it, but what did you get pushback at all from that? Never, never. Wow. I just got parents that thanked us, and uh, you know uh, I was, I mean I did it at South Oak Cliff, I did it at DeSoto. Um, you, you know I just wanted the kids to see that that there's there's more to life, and that when you when you pray to get it's one of the, Things about coaches outreach, it's hard to be mad at people you pray with. And I used to, I did this in Dallas. I, I started praying with my kids after every practice, before every every game, you know. Uh, 
And part of that reason was me because I did not want to leave the floor mad or, or in a bad sense. You know, once, once you cross those lines, it's over, you know, uh, and, and the kids, the kids talk about how I used to, uh, be kind of rough on them and use pretty harsh language. And then next minute we'd be praying. So, uh, you know, but you had I, the ability to to kind of flip that switch like that. That's impressive to me. Well, uh, it's not it's not the, my best feature. Uh, you know, being a blue collar, being in, in, from a in a city, I, I always attribute that to uh, the way I would I would attack things. And uh, but I never wanted to go home mad. Uh, it's kind of like. When when I have kids get married, they ask me for advice, and I'm not the best person. But I'm, I'm we're going on 40 years, so apparently you've done something right. I know, I know. I, she must think I have money or something. But you know, <laughs> jokes on her. <laughs> but never ever go to bed mad with your spouse. Never ever. And if you're a, a man, the two best words is yes, ma'am. I'm in the next two best. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> but that same way with, with, with dealing with the kids, you know, I, they were all my, my, my kids, they were all my family. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed that for 38 years, I've been in the same area of Dallas County. Um, and I, I get to, I get to hang out now. They're, they're in their fifties and they're, they're retired too, but I get to hang out with a lot of my ex players. Um, I'm blessed. You know, Coach T had that ability too. And it's something I always admired about him, especially now getting into coaching, is the ability to be hard on players, but then love on them at this almost at the same time. Like it, it just and to to have to know the right thing to say at the right time to where I mean, rarely, rarely did we leave a practice or leave a game where we didn't, I, that's how I felt, where I didn't know that Coach T loved and cared about me. And I, it just sounds like you kind of had that same ability. Well, I mean, kids pick up pretty quick. And you can't fake it. And, you know, if you love the kids and um, if, you, if you care about them, then they understand. They get it. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.